Hey everybody, welcome back to the Infinite Canvas Podcast. I'm your host, John Venegas, and it's great to have you guys on listening today. So uh, let me explain where this show is headed and where we're handling our content in the year of 2019. Uh, we've decided that the show is going to be bi-weekly again. No abrupt weird changes this time around. Uh, David has his hands full being a full-time student, also with his full-time job and editing for Infinite Adventures. Our second podcast, weekly, the responsibility is entirely mine now. I'm also working on Curse Quest, our fantasy webcomic uh, weekly, uh, which you're, which you can keep up with on SciStar.net. That's S-C-I-S-T-A-R dot net. And also two other secret projects that I don't want to really announce until they're almost done. So I have my plate full and a lot of other stuff. So bi-weekly is what the show is going to be on for now. Well, I want 2019 to be a big year for us and hopefully you'll be hearing and seeing more than just me and David on here. Uh, SciStar.net and uh, other places. Uh, we've decided to focus in and canvas on spectrum files for the time being but we'll also kind of just sprinkle in episodes of other kind of stuff every now and then uh, just to kind of uh, test the waters and other stuff and also to kind of help us create a good buffer for uh, spectrum file stuff because you know it's kind of hard to organize um, more than two people weekly at a time so uh, scheduling is kind of an issue so circumvent that we do uh, plan on having extra episodes come out uh, in between uh, let us know what you like and don't like um, either via email to us uh, johnvenegas at scistar.com net that's a john spelled the normal way v-a-n-e-g-a-s uh you can also leave uh an itunes review uh letting us know what you did like or if you didn't like it tell us i don't really give a shit so uh without further ado here's episode 30 which i have uh thought of as blood duel and you'll kind of see why it's called that I started a new hobby, and it's fun. What's your new hobby, David? Got some color pencils, and I got some cool little markers. Now I, I'm trying to learn how to color and stuff. That sounds fun. Yeah, that sounds Damn like it, fun. John! <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. Speaking of which, you might be able to uh, you might be able to replace me as the colorist on Curse Quest then, because coloring is not my favorite part of it, because it's just the same colors, and I just... It's just a paint tool at that point. And I hate shading. I said I've been using color pencils and markers. So I don't, I don't think I can paint with color pencils or markers on a computer screen. No, it's easy. You just, you just have to print them and then scan them back in. People do it all the time, I'm sure. I don't think it works like that. But okay. Hey, guys. <laughs> How are y'all doing? Welcome back to Infinite Canvas Podcast. This is me, David, here. Introduce yourself now. Hi, guys. I'm John Venegas, and I'm the other member of this thing um we have just come back from the spectrum files story arc uh so yeah so we're going back to a different uh type of thing we did two different versions episodes and i listened to those and they were just i i couldn't stop laughing at certain parts because i'm just like wow this really happened okay <laughs> i don't know how good you are with visualizing stuff in your head when you hear things because i mean obviously i kind of have to because I do draw a lot but a lot of the visuals that I got out of that were actually really cool in my head and so I'm kind of like oh I kind of want to do more of that <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes I'm not good at visualizing things Re- reason why I can never I never learned how to draw I can do a lot of sketching 
Like I can sketch things. That's what I well, that's what I do for drawing because I can't picture things in my head to and you know see it clearly. But that's why that's why anytime we played like a Pathfinder or like a D and D game, I always needed maps because it's really hard for me to do. I guess like just like see the distance and how things are laid out. I had a really hard time figuring out what the heck was going on in the, the Jet Blaze episode. Jet Blaze so. versus Zenith. Yeah, yeah. no, that's so weird because like I had. Vi- I very vividly remember that. The only thing that we kind of fucked up was whenever we talked about what floor we were on. It's like, the first thing we said was like, oh yeah, so there's 40 floors. And then we're like, what floor should we be on? And then we're like, towards the top, but not the top. And I'm like, cool, 40th floor it is. And I'm just like, wait, I I got this information. It went into my head and it didn't come out properly. (laughs) (laughs) And then we went a floor up. So we went to the magical 41st floor that didn't exist because we had just said that there were only 40 floors. <laughs> but see, I, I don't, didn't know that. I thought we were starting in the middle. The whole time I thought we were in the middle. Like towards the 20, the 21st floor. Uh, I hope we don't do that again. I want to, okay, on the 54th building, I'm going to start on the top, which is the 5th floor, correct? Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's what's going to happen. One good thing is we don't have to worry about um, about using Google anymore for this one because we are going to roll dice. So we ripped off two different systems here on this. <laughs> well, I didn't rip off of anything. Oh, nice way to take the Wii off of this. <laughs> So I've basically ripped off two different systems for this. And I want to use the word ripped off uh, because that's just the most appropriate way, I guess. No, it's actually the most inappropriate way. Um, It's the most, um, it's the best way to describe it, really. Y'all are already familiar with how masks works and how, assuming you didn't just skip that. Uh, and uh, I'm giving people way too much credit for this. Whenever we perform actions, we're going to roll two dice, uh, or in my case, the same, the same dice twice because I couldn't find my second dice. It'll give us either a number from two to twelve. Math. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, adding a modifier on there based on the stats that we have chosen. Anything up to six will be a complete failure. Seven to nine will be a mixed result. And ten or above is a success. The stats that we re- you're, we're going to be using just for this one, just to kind of like gauge how this might work in the future, is we're just going to straight up use the Dungeons & Dragons, Pathfinder, the, just the whatever they call that, the, the D20 system, Strength, and all the other ones. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Wow. Strength, constitution, dexterity, wisdom, intelligence, and charisma. Whoa, he did it. He did it, guys. I did it, yeah. And that was not on based on, entirely on memory. So the way it works is, first off, we're going to use three random powers that we selected from the random power wiki, like we did in the last two, uh, ignoring any uh, omnipotence-based ones, and uh, you can shift any powers that you want uh, to match the character that you're creating. And when I say shift, I mean, like, for instance, we used this example before. If you roll Soul Whip and your character uh, uses Time Manipulation and Acceleration, you can swap Soul Whip to Time Whip, just to kind of, like, match the other two powers. Obviously, since you got three powers you can kind of choose what ones do match and what ones don't and there's a three point buy for this essentially you have three stats that uh, three points you can uh, modify any stat with and then beyond that you can uh, subtract points from your base stats which are all a default zero uh, down to the negatives and that's a point that you can add on to another stat uh, stats can't go past plus three and they can't go below minus three so that you can have a possibility of failing at stuff you're good at and doing great at stuff you're bad at. Mm-hmm. 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 Just, uh, you know, just to go over a, lo- a few other things that we did for this. Whenever the characters that we select basically have some amount of role play before going into fighting, uh, when both combatants basically 
accept that they are in combat, they will roll initiative, uh, which is going to be just like a regular roll, uh, and then adding their uh, dexterity modifier. Obviously, whoever goes first goes first, and if you tie, there's a reroll. When you attack or move or do anything, you have to announce what you're doing and then say what modifier you're going to do with that. Uh, somebody can defend if they want. You know, you can just let the attack go through, but, I mean, you'd be kind of stupid if you let them. Unless they got a complete failure, and then you're kind of just safe. But you can also defend an attack once it's announced, and you roll a 2d6 also. If you beat their roll, you essentially uh, beat their thing. Instead of uh, letting them do the uh, complete failure mixed result thing, you can just let them do that. You can combat them and stuff. If you want to do an extra effect, you're allowed to also, but you have to give something up if you fail. I sent you a list of the rules also, so we can kind of just decipher it if something pops up. If you want to do anything that requires, that has any form of risk, a failure will invoke that risk. The Also, the cool thing about the failure is that your opponent actually gets to choose what that failure is. If there, if it's an attack on you, essentially. If it's like an acrobatic feat or something. You know, you know what I mean? Like, if it's something that won't harm your opponent, you can choose what your failure is. Mm -hmm. um, basically, you're already doing that when you put it up for grabs. But if you're directly targeting an opponent or something, they can select the thing that you're that they you're putting up for risk. Mm -hmm. And if some of that sounds fuzzy, or if any of this sounds like it's like it's inconsistent, it's a it's our first playtest essentially. So uh David, I know you had a lot of fun making like a billion characters. Um which is not there's no shame in that because I literally did the same thing whenever I first learned about the random superpower thing. Because I I think it it floated around on Reddit first and then uh, a few friends of ours sort of doing it and then we kinda like caught uh caught up with them. Yeah. Well you were doing it the most because you were, for some reason, you were doing a kind of weird art challenge for yourself. I don't oh, yeah. even know if you completed or not. Oh, no. I'm usually bad at those. I did a lot of them, though. And so you went crazy with that. Uh, I started doing it because we started this. So I found it a bit fun creating characters. And so then while I'm sitting there, I'll, I'll go ahead, generate three characters... And then just sit there and create backstories for them. Like maybe maybe one of these days I'll be able to put these characters in one of these versus episodes. Which I'm actually going to be able to do. Because one of them is going to be used today. So that's exciting. One of my most favorite ones. Hopefully yeah, enjoy them. Enjoy him. It is a him. It's been a while since I have made a male character. Because a lot of my characters recently have been female. Female sorcerers specifically. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> I mean, sue me. I like magic. But yeah, it's been a while since I've made a non-female character. I think the last one I made was Torch. Torch is... Oh, yeah, I was about to say Torch is a dude. Um, Jet Blaze. Jet Blaze. Wait, when was that? Yeah, wait. Which, which one came first? The gods or the second verses? We mentioned Torch in the first verses episode. I have it written down right here, actually. Okay. So I, I guess my... The last... Torch. Okay, so I would... No, 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 no. Jetblaze, Jetblaze. Jetblaze is the last male character you created. Okay, there's that. Can I be honest? I honestly thought you were going to make another female character, and that's not why I chose a female character, but I'm just like, <laughs> one of these days, we're going to just end up making, uh, like, in our last two versus matches, the male characters are both one. That was without dice rolls, without randomness, and that was just kind of like people letting, um, like, each other, like, decide the winner. I don't know if that's a subconscious thing or not. That sounds weird that I say that out loud, but I don't want it to be a subconscious thing that just happened. Here's the thing. I'm really self-conscious about all this. You tend to overthink things <laughs> a lot, and I don't mean, like, overthink it, overthink it, like, in, like, a normal term of overthinking. You over-overthink things, and, like, dissect things too far than what they need to be. I did not even pay attention to that until you 
you've told me now about this. I still don't find it weird, but deep down, I kind of feel weird about it now. That's the goal. Everyone has to feel how I feel. <laughs> I'm like a feelings Nazi. You guys have to feel how I feel. This is what this is the sad pit now. Now I'm mad because I want my character to win. We're gonna describe our characters now that are gonna be our combatants in this. Uh, you can feel free to tell us what your stats are if you want. I don't know that's gonna be an issue. I don't think that we can. I think we can be transparent about it. We're just playtesting. I have this. a plus six to Dex, plus six to Con, minus nine to everything else. Did you really minus nine to everything? Because I told you minus three was the ma- the minimum you could go oh. or max. Maximum that you could go down. Mm, now you tell me. I literally said that a few so seconds John, ago. So, John, would you like to describe your character? While you fix your broken character? <laughs> <laughs> Plus three is also the maximum you can go on anything. Well, that's just not fair. No, it kind of is. I, I don't know. I can't believe I had to explain this. Okay. So, John, would you like to describe your character? Yes, I can describe my character. So, uh, some of you guys might know that a while back ago, we kind of hinted at the idea that that the comic that we would like to make after Curse Quest would be Pantheon, which is a uh, our basically our, our take on Greek mythology and stuff and Egyptian mythology and basically like, kind of all the mythologies. We kind of touched on it a little bit on uh, on the Gilgamesh and uh, Torch episode. To go in tandem with that, I thought it would be kind of cool to bring back one of my old characters that I uh, that I made up as a kid. This is not the specific character that I'm choosing. So in that in that character's like kind of like story, it was about the Hellenians the uh the greek gods they actually have really specific deities for things now um they actually have seasonal deities but uh for the specific character i wanted to base them off of uh persephone persephone is the one who ends up uh in uh, hades's dimension for about six months at a time and then leaves for six months kind of like in the classical mythology how they explain the shift from winter to spring uh but in this world the gods don't necessarily correspond to what they represent rather they feed off of those essences instead i mean they technically are like abstract dimensions themselves but like we can get into that in the actual story <laughs> at some point in the past and an undisclosed amount of time around maybe the dawn of the roman empire persephone found a way to escape her confinement to hades uh he was really unaware of this believing himself to be a good person and for an extent to an extent he kind of is he's just kind of uh, um i think the word is aloof uh, i don't want to set that in stone because i don't know if i use that word right or not isn't that just another word for oblivion oh no not oblivion oblivious that's uh, the yes. word i was looking for because aloof has a connotation that he not only does he pretend it, I think aloof means pretend to not care but actually are passive aggressively angry about that's a really big way of saying uh, a really short way of saying that he was oblivious to it so at this point the gods were weakening in power and he doesn't have enough power in him to actually kind of like go out and search for her and so then he finds other de- he tries to find other Hellenians for help but can't get anybody on board uh so he goes to egypt he's uh, brought to the attention of a deity named uh i don't know how to pronounce this i should have looked it up mm. pt p-t-a-h i'm gonna just say ptah because i think ptah is how you say it and i if i got it wrong i'm sorry for offending any ancient egyptians out there pasta pasta power pasta was the uh creator and holder of the most powerful artifacts and so he uses an item called the eye of Ra to locate her soul and sends someone to obtain her 
using an item called the Shackles of Osiris. They're magical manacles that have the ability to never let go of their target. However, once placed on her, she rejects them. Her soul actually fights against the power of these shackles, and it scatters her personality, her essence, apart. Basically how Osiris was, like, cut up. Isn't that the thing that Doctor Strange uses? No, you're... Uh, hold on, I forgot what they're called. I he has something, like, the chains are supposed to be very, like, undestructible. I know what you're talking about. Hold on. The shackles. Strange. I know what you're talking about. Hold on. Um, oh, wait, the wait, bands wait. of Sidorak. Oh, yeah. I didn't even look it up. I didn't even look it up. <laughs> it's pretty hard to prove that. We heard you <laughs> typing, but okay. No, 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 no. I, I stopped like halfway. I was like, Doctor Strange. And I'm like, Bands of Sidorak. That's what they're called. Crimson Bands of Sidorak. That's what they are. Uh, for what it's worth, I know nobody's going to believe me. I came up with those before I even know what those were. But... <laughs> To be fair, I also did just copy the story of the myth, uh, the mythological Osiris and just kind of like put my take on it. So it's like not really clever. It's like the opposite of clever. Her soul, she's a deity, so this is really intense. And since it gets her soul basically gets split up into different sections, to different parts, they're all left intact, kind of like a cell that divides and becomes four separate cells. Um, and so she gets scattered around time and space and whatever, blah blah blah. And uh, quite obviously, the four personalities that I chose for her because I was a kid in high school and I was stupid was uh, winter, autumn, summer, and uh, the other one's spring. <laughs> Uh, the character that I've chosen for this battle specifically is a descendant is the is actually the daughter of Summer. She embodies the fi the fierce, fiery tenacity and uh, spent most of her time with amnesia, causing accidental problems, not really learning how to control herself until a little bit later. Um, after a while, she ends up having her own kids, and uh, this character. Her name is Topaz, is her firstborn. Now, um, her powers are still not as well-developed as Summer's are. Uh, she's uh, much more, um, because she's not really a, really technically a, a god, she has a lot of, uh, quite a few limitations. Her powers are mostly, are all internal. So the first power that I rolled uh, is called flammable, uh, flammable Blood. Her blood is so flaming hot that igniting in contact with air, it actually causes to superheat. Now, I kind of like the idea that it's based on blood pressure also. So, um, obviously kind of being angry brings it out more, uh, but you can still bring it out just whenever, as long as you can kind of like tense yourself up. Uh, it's concentration based, so in order to activate it, she has to, con uh, she has to concentrate on actually activating it. Her immunity to fire-based attacks is also the same, so she has to be focusing on her abilities in order to be immune to fire attacks. The reason why is because when she opens up, uh, it, when she, uh, when she, uh, she, when she cuts any part of her skin to, like, release fire, she can cauterize the flame herself. Obviously, in order to heal herself, she has to lose her immunity to fire in that one spot of her body. So it requires a lot of concentration. The second power that I rolled was well, actually kind of cool. It's called trajectory manipulation. You, by hurling a ball of her combusted flame at opponents, she can actually just move the ball around in midair. So, like, she, it's basically like a, a homing attack and this is really cool also made that concentration based uh if she loses um focus on it she loses contact with it and it just falls on the ground it'll still be a flaming ball of blood but that's cool uh the last ability is called solidification uh and i i'm really glad that i didn't have to shift any of these abilities they all just kind of like work together really nice i would be lying if i said i didn't re-roll something but i think it was like an omnipotence power which are really common on that website i don't know if you noticed that yeah but i always when i take an omnipotent power i use the limited in a sense because one um the best example i have is one of the characters i created which was one of the 
three characters I created with the one I'm using today. I think I like Omni Replication, but I specifically said he can only create an infinite amount of one thing, which was the one thing that his power was used for. (laughs) Sadly, I did not come up with the Hawaiian, but... Uh, like, probably maybe in the same tier as the Hawaiian. So whenever we start, uh, whenever we start classifying the uh, metahuman powers in Spectrum, they'll be on the same uh, classification. No more Hawaiians. I, I I don't mean that as a no more Hawaiian people. <laughs> As a no more of the hero <laughs> name Hawaiian. So solidification is the uh, the example that I gave was any non-solid thing into a solid. This is basically Vaplor, uh, where he mm-hmm, can turn mm-hmm. his um, smoke into semi-solids, but this is just straight up solids. So Topaz can just straight up turn her blood and blood fire into solids. Um, so yeah, so make some really cool constructs with that. Uh, nothing too crazy. Obviously, her blood is the limitation there or fire. So a little bit about Topaz is that she was born in the modern day and. Kind of understands how her powers work. She thinks she's a metahuman. She thinks her mom is a metahuman. Her mom doesn't know she's a goddess. But at some point, her and her family started being hunted down by a mysterious group she's not really aware of. And uh, noticing that some people uh, or some people like her are disappearing, she kind of just like hides uh, around. Uh, she doesn't. So uh, other metahumans disappearing or other god-related people. Other people like her. So she like she they found her family like at this point. At this point, does she know that she's part no. of a goddess? She doesn't know that she's a goddess, and she doesn't know she's being uh, hunted. Right. No, she knows she's being hunted, but she doesn't know what the connection is, other than it's a family thing. Okay. So I thought it would be like, oh, these other. Like, uh, this other, like, genetic people, like, with genetic powers are being hunted. And I was like, wait, so there's these genetic augmented people being hunted by other people that don't like them. In short, there's these mutant people being hunted by people who don't <laughs> like them. So it's like, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Um, Connecting some one... dots. <laughs> there's, no, uh, there's one character uh, who is uh, one of the descendants of, well, not descendants, one of the, the shackles of Osiris were obviously used on Osiris at some point. And so uh, one of his, one of Osiris's fragments actually knows that they're deities. Uh, hasn't told them, but he's like on their side. Uh, spoiler alert, it's Osiris who's hunting them down and trying to kill them. What? You ruined the story. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like this podcast is a really great place to let just people know the process of these thoughts. So, like, I'm sorry if I spoil things. Enjoy the story anyways. It's, you're here for the story, not for the, not for the twists. Even if the twists are executed badly. Um, fair warning, if anybody ever likes my work, I like to spoil stuff. Even my own stuff, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Topaz's journey is basically just, like, finding out what's going on. Uh, you know, the mystery unveils itself a lot slower than I did. Uh, and I'm throwing her in here now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stats-wise, uh, I gave her very moderate stats because I wanted to kind of like make her a uh, a little bit easy to use and kind of like learn and figure out. So I gave her no strength, uh, which just basically means she has average strength plus one to her constitution, so she'll get an extra. Oh, I didn't mention that. We get six hit points. Uh, adding to your constitution adds to your hit points and subtracting from your constitution subtracts from them. I gave her plus two to dexterity, uh, minus one to wisdom, minus one to intelligence, and plus two to charisma because I kind of wanted her to be like a uh, uh, essentially like a caster and charisma was like the best thing to go off of also i think that being able to um trick people into not thinking that you're a bad person is probably a good thing to have with charisma so (laughs) (laughs) okay 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 i see the logic being able to bluff around and stuff let's see how that goes in a combat setting (laughs) 
it's a good thing it's also her her spellcasting thing. I want to bluff that I am an alliance member. Like, you, you just punch him in the face. How does that work? I don't know. Go to 12. I did it. Uh, what is her weakness? Oh, I think we talked about this last time uh, <laughs> off air. You uh, said that you had a character you wanted to choose, and I think you ended up choosing it, didn't you? Uh, no, yeah. Because it's not my fault you played into my trap. It's fine. It's fine. You still got to roll for stuff anyways. He had the urge to want to share. And uh, so he, sh- he he had already shared all this information with me about his character. And I felt obligated to also share one aspect of my character. And that is, it also has blood u- usage in his power. So I didn't want, so I had to tell him that. Because I didn't want him to, uh, you know, come up with, in, in our next episode, I say this and be like, Well, you just made a character to counter my character. I was like, no, I didn't, because I told you before we even decided that this was going to be our next episode that that was my character. Before I get to my character explanation, I'm going to throw you out to the past, to our very first Versus episode. That is what's going to lead up to who my character is. After this whole scene in the hospital happens, go back to the building. It's pretty much... They, were, they did all they could building did not survive. It collapsed in itself. And uh, it's already night. End of the day. They have everything taped up around it. And um, you have like a close-up of the rubble. And you just see it moving a bit. And you a couple of seconds pass by and then you see you see in the center of the whole rubble just explodes. Just pieces shattered all over the place and you see a being like who's kneeling there just stand up and just out of nowhere two wings pop out from her from it one angel one demon and you just see it fly off As y'all heard, the ending of our first Versus episode, I left over the cliffhanger. And now, time to pay it off. It's the being that shot out of the rubble. Yeah, the only reason I decided to go with that character is because of the first power I got out of the random wiki thing. And the first thing I got was Arc Demon Physiology. I I, I did not know Arc Demon was a thing. It's, it's not a biblical or Christian thing but it is in like other types of writing like in other types of writing there is things called arc demons and there i did some looking around to kind of have an idea what an arc demon was and most of them are i guess classified as when you say arc demon it just reminds me of, like the summon skull is that what it's like they were they were really high ranking uh members in hell the be- i think the best example they use is in dante's inferno there's like layers of hell nine is it nine or seven i believe it's seven but i could be wrong okay, it's probably yeah. seven because the seven I, counters is seven yeah okay yeah so it's uh well no i think it's i think it's oh it is more than seven because it's it is more than seven because it's the seven sins and then there's like each each sin has multiple layers no each one has one layer and then there's the last layer where satan is and i think they count uh purgatory as a as one so i think there is nine purgatory is a separate thing i think well, it's it's when I looked at a video and they counted that as one of the layers. I mean, I haven't I haven't I, I have the book if you want to read it. Oh, I, I haven't, haven't read, read it. <laughs> I, I had to do all of this. You, I had to do it through watching YouTube videos of Dante's Inferno 
and a little bit of reading, but I didn't I didn't get to do much of it. I, I just didn't have the time to do it all. Yeah, they they described as arc demons being the head of each layer of hell. And some also said that the the, an, the arch demons are also the beings that represent the seven sins. It also say that Lucifer is an arc demon, but I don't know how that's possible because arc de arc demons are supposed to be like lieutenants. I thought Lucifer was the big dude, so like what's above him? But that, that's what it, that's what I got. Arc uh, arc demon physiology. So my my being has wings, uh, angel wings, and uh, because I guess he's more of an an like angelic arc demon. I don't know. I would be I, lying if I said I didn't see. A, uh, an artist on Tumblr, I want to say. Um, mm -hmm. I saw it on Twitter, but I think it's also from Tumblr. I don't remember the artist's name, so I do apologize. I couldn't actually promote that apparently. Um, but <laughs> no, they did a really, they did a really cool thing where they, like they uh, interpreted angels and demons being the exact same beings. Mm -hmm. Devil horns are essentially like angel halos, mm -hmm. but that have been broken. And it's really cool because it's like oh, that's they cool. look, that's, it looks really that's, organic. That's actually really cool of an idea. That's, that's, yeah, because I always find it weird how every time they draw like the representation of you know Lucifer or the devil, they always draw him as like a half goat monster thing. And he goes like, "Wait, well, you're supposed to be drawing him totally opposite. He represents like he's supposed to be one of the most beautiful angels that got it." ever made so you should be like, totally representing him different I, I, it is kind of weird saying that because of what he represents and it's connected to but i mean that's the reality there can i just say something about that this is the thing that i've noticed so um when it comes to how angels are actually described it's they just they're described in the act in the bible as actually being incomprehensible mm -hmm. um as being like so different that we can't understand them. I like Cthulhu's. Yeah, no, exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> so you you want angels to be represented as weird technically tentacle things? I said technically, not tentacle. <laughs> um, there are some that are like they're like interlocking wheels that rotate around themselves, and it's like mm -hmm. that's not normal. Um, they they actually I don't remember the exact uh, the exact uh, passage, but at some point it's like don't. Is like, uh, don't look, don't be afraid. And then, like, the angel takes on a form that's familiar. And it's like, yeah, no, angels are a higher dimensional being than us. They wouldn't, you, we can't <laughs> register them in our eyes. No, and conversely, yeah. demons should be, like, beautiful. You know, like, they're supposed to be alluring so they can, so they can, like, take you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah, but, I mean. Why would a demon be hideous that's the opposite of what a demon would want to do right well because again <laughs> they don't want to promote hey hey look this demon or the this you know evil being is gorgeous like ooh, i, I kind of love that that demon let me go you know get more connected with this demon kind of a thing so i guess it's understandable why they always uh how you say oh what's the word uh it's advertising my dude <laughs> I get. I don't know. It's like it's like food, you know. The good stuff tastes bad for you, but the bad stuff tastes great. So the second power I got was, which is the power I told John, was blood flow manipulation or blood manipulation. And um, and yep. so John, <laughs> right now I want you to tell me what is your character's blood type. My character's blood type? Yes. I guess they're half human, so um. Because I want this recorded. What is your? Oh, I'm gonna go to the internet really quick. What would you what that be? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with AB positive because that makes sense. I know you probably did your research on this and I didn't. I did. Oh, oh damn. damn it! 
Okay. Well, you were hoping that I was going to choose O, the universal taker? No. I went with AB positive, the universal giver. I learned that on house. No, AB positive is a universal... Giver, because anybody can take Receiver. From it. No, no, it's giver. O is receiver. O positive. No, O negative can give anyone blood. I swear to God you have that backwards. My sister is med med student, and I literally just asked her before I started the episode. I think she's wrong. You're telling me that someone who is studying medicine is wrong. Hey, uh, this is John from the future really quick while I'm editing this episode. Just wanted to make a really quick heads up. I uh, found out that I was uh, wrong about what I was arguing with David about. And we were going on for a little bit of a tangent that really shouldn't be in this episode. But I'm keeping it in anyways because editing out me being wrong would be shitty. Oh my god. I got blood manipulation? Okay. I got the most powerful, uh, okay, I, I did it based on, um, what blood type you are, so, if you have a certain blood type, I can, uh, he can manip, as, okay, it's weird, because he's a, he's our demon, he's in our, in our world, in our reality, so he's limited on what he can do, and his power is pretty, you know, knocked back a bit. So he doesn't have the full his full power, full control over his power, like he would in hell. He can control or manipulate other people's blood depending on what their blood type is. The most common blood type and the one he controls the best is O positive. And um, after that, it goes down to A A positive, B positive, O negative, A negative. And the last three, which happened to be the one that John picked, <laughs> is AB positive, the third, uh, the one he can least like, least control, B negative, and the one he has very hard time controlling is AB negative. So if you had put the, if you had put the negative on there instead of the positive, then my my being would have been almost useless. I don't know how. Um... Blood works, but I want to believe that she's half AB positive and half whatever Icker, I C H O R. I think that's how you spell it. And so the other thing I had was uh, healing bomb generation, which I just took it as another form of blood. He can instead of using his opponent's blood against them, he can just eat the blood and gain some health through that means. Some spicy health. Oh my god. Well, my plan was never to eat like spicy blood. Um, also, the reason he's an arc demon is because he governs the layer of hell that represents wrath. And so, as an arc demon, he also has the power to embody his sin, put it into other people. So they start feeling, you know, whatever wrath makes people feel. I guess it's anger. I wish I had one that was better with gluttony, because then I can make you like super gluttonous. That would have been amazing. But, I mean, I didn't. So there's that. Also, for my... Big Dog is Ralph, apparently. He's like the... I think it was like one of the lower layers. I think it was like layer 5 or 6. I don't know. But, um... Are you going to rename him? <laughs> I get... Uh, oh, shit. I didn't give him a name. Is he Balthazar? Just kidding. <laughs> no, because you said that, Lu that Lucien could summon Balthazar or something like that. No, I said he can summon a demon. I, I didn't want to give him an actual... I, I, I This is poor planning. I came up with the character and the concept of the character. I never came up with the name. And I'm pretty bad at names. I'm oh gonna. Boy. Are you gonna do the thing that Marvel does, and they like name him something, and then add ish at the end? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. Satanish. <laughs> that was so stupid, Marvel. Really. His name is Wrath, but with an R. 
Yeah, that's this sounds like. Oh my god, I don't know if you plan a voice for this, but like when you said rap but with an R, I just ended up thinking of like a Randy Savage kind of sounding character. And I'm like, that sounds like a great wrestler, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Rath! Is it is is his wrath? But there's a, a Y somewhere in there. Uh, wherever like you want to put it. Oh, Wraith is a kind of cool name, actually. Oh, that's cool. I change it. His you name is Wraith. You did it by accident. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Wraith. His weapon of choice is a weird scythe. It's half a slight scythe, as in the the blade doesn't arc that much. It's just like half an arc. But at the other end, has like a bludgeoning weapon, almost like a weird hammer. Stats-wise, I gave him two in dex, two in con, one in intelligence, minus one in wisdom, two in charisma, because that's what I was going to use his blood magic controlling thing with, and um, minus three on strength. This dude has no strength? No. He doesn't rely on strength. I mean, he's going to hit you with a slight scythe, but he doesn't, want to, he doesn't want to do damage. He wants to cut you. So even if he doesn't like damage you with his weapon, as long as he can get a small little nick on there, he's okay. His power is activated. In hell, he can just simply control you well in the mortal world i guess you can say i don't know what you can describe this as but he has to i i hate this because i created this idea before i saw my hero academia but he has to ingest your blood and the more he ingests the stronger connection he makes with you so he control you control your blood a bit better and um i mean yeah if he eats all your blood he i mean yeah you're dead but he can Technically control you. Full body control. Mode. By the way, I absolutely love how you pointed that out because now you know how I feel when I come up with anything. Um, I'm also a little salty because, like, you pick your favorite of like, the characters you made randomly. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, damn, my favorite one, like, of all the characters that I've ever made from those uh, randomization ones is, um, I think I might have mentioned them before, um, Vanderskull, uh, Brenda Crane. And I'm like, I would have loved to, like, since you pointed out that you just pick your favorite one, it would have been great to put that one up. She's just fucking angry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing the setup now. I think we, I have chosen the perfect character to create the perfect setup here. I, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but how would you like this idea? Ever since the day that dear old Momentum brutally, and I mean, I mean with the capital B, and every other letter capital, um, brutally slaughtered poor Lucian. Mm -hmm. This evil entity has entered our world and has created havoc. Going based off the layers of hell, he wants to create a tenth layer of hell because for some reason he wants to run two layers because I don't, I don't know more business for him or just because it's fun. I, I don't know. He decided to make our our world, our earth, the tenth layer. The best part of this is that because these beings in this world are technically dead yet, as as he kills people, he can then also just send them down to his lair in hell. So it's like a bonus, like you're in my layer of hell in Earth, the tenth layer. But once I kill you here, guess what? You're filled with wrath going down to my my layer, that's my real layer in hell. So I, I still get to keep you in a sense. And so because of that, he has settled his, uh, I don't know where you want this to take place. I'm going to say Seattle. I don't know why. I just like Seattle. Is that because well, that's where Allison is from? No, that's because they they have that weird uh, spaceship tower thing. And I kind of want that to be his base. I was going to say Vegas, but... Yeah, Paul Bart will show up. <laughs> 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 
I was going to say Doctor Strange just had a story that took place in Vegas where a demon, more, more specific, the devil Mephisto showed up and made his own tower there where he ruled over. So I was like, maybe I can't do that because people will think I took that idea. So I'm going to go with Seattle because... I'm going to go with you're more afraid of Pulp Lord showing up. <laughs> that man can take anyone down as long as he's got a candy bar. So um, in, in this situation... For my backstory, Hades and Osiris are both basically, uh, to an extent, death deities also. Oh shit, we chose two, like, deity or religious-based characters. Yeah, we both picked deities that come from, like, dark dimensions. <laughs> so, um, we, we did a pretty good job of picking similar <laughs> characters this time, which I'm usually kind of, like, opposed to to an extent, but I like this because now our characters actually have similarities that they can play off of. And, oh jeez, I like, uh, for this part of the story, I feel like it would be nice that uh, maybe uh, Topaz already kind of knows about her heritage. That would make things a little bit interesting, kind of th get things out of the way, you know what I mean? Um, so at this point of, uh, of this, I think it would be kind of interesting to have uh, her know that she is of Greek descent, have her have already met Osiris, uh, or at least fragments of Osiris, um, knows that she's uh, the daughter of one of the fragments of Persephone. Uh, so obviously she knows that, not blood related, but she does have uh, relation to actually no one i was about to say not blood related but i realized that the greek gods do inbreed so she technically is also blood related to hades <laughs> i guess that happened um she's also related to her step uncle i guess i don't know what what you would call that i guess she would know uh so she's probably used to weird uh stuff like this at this point so yeah you're setting up shop i guess trying to take over seattle i mean not take over seattle but take over the, <laughs> the world, world. Through Seattle. Seattle is like his headquarters. You do realize that if I lose, there's guaranteed we have to have a second episode of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of those things where many people have tried, few people have few people have failed, but the people that failed, they didn't like, oh, they failed, so now the world ended. They successfully failed, if you get what I mean. It's like, yeah, they failed their mission, as in they died, but they prevented, uh, what was his name again? Damn it. Gefion? No. Uh, Wait, my, what are we talking about? My character. Oh, right. Yeah. Wait, what were you talking about? I, I thought you were talking about uh, Gefion. I don't know why. Oh, no, I was talking about Ray. 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 Ray? Ray. I'm ha I'm to Remember your out. character's name? Damn it, David. <laughs> Right. Okay. Look, I just came up with this game like literally a minute ago. Give me some time. I am going to give my all. I am going to try to kill you. Uh, not kill you. Stop you. I don't know. You're trying to take over the world. I feel like this is the point where it's like formalities are kind of past the door. Oh, sure. Uh, besides, if if hold on, if Wraith dies, I'm pretty sure he'll just respawn. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Wraith doesn't die. He just goes back to his layer of hell and waits to be summoned again. But if I somehow fail, like we have to like do this again. But. Maybe bring two other people along. <laughs> and if you fill with two other people, boss monster, maybe David. bring three other people. You, you know what? Let's take every hero and do something about it. Uh, you're gonna end up just giving me a character to have for the second arc, for the second villain <laughs> spectrum. <laughs> I'm gonna say now this does not take take place in the same world spectrum. <laughs> I'm gonna pretend that it does until proven otherwise. I just said it. As the creator of this character, I think my say is final. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, there's nothing contradictory. All right, so paint me a picture. Uh, is there, like, hellfire around everywhere and, like, 
the city's burning up. It's actually up a really with... lovely day. It's it's pretty sunny outside, which is very abnormal for Seattle because I think Seattle is known for being rainy every single day. So at least that's what I got from the first movie of Twilight. It's actually a very nice day outside. It's super sunny. Maybe like pretty mid seventies. Well, as you walk up, oh wait, what do you see? Oh, a few heads laying around here and there. But, you know, nothing too bad. You might see a few, like, weird demon-looking things wisping around as you as you walk into, like, the state border. You know, where it says, like, welcome to Seattle, whatever. You might see some heads on a pike. Oh, that's, that's not good. Welcome to Seattle. Resident Zero. Uh, yeah, no, Topaz goes in goes into the city, I guess she probably already knew about this from a distance. Kind of had a heads up about this. I don't know why she's going by herself, but I guess she doesn't want to put her family at risk. Why is she in Seattle? Did she just hear that there's a big baddie there? It was like, let me, let me get a, uh, a fist in that face. Hey, look, they heard about a demon. It's connected to the underworld. Maybe has some uh, something to do with Hades or Osiris. One of the others. So probably just gets some info. Probably thinks something to do with would Hades be after her? I like to believe it's the same world as Pantheon. I don't know if Hades is dead or not. <laughs> well, if he's dead, wouldn't he just be in hell? Uh, no. First of all, um, he is—he would be his dimension. So if he died, he couldn't respawn in himself because he'd be dead. Well, he, then he would. No, wait. I thought he was a human hell. What isn't there like a god hell? Oh, Tartarus. Okay, so it gets confusing. It's like Inception. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tartarus is a dimension hiding inside of Hades. So I guess you could have a weird stable loop where Hades was hiding in Tartarus, and Tartarus is hiding in Hades. I'm gonna just go with that for now until proven otherwise. So yeah, you're for some reason you're in Seattle because you heard there's an underworld arch demon <clears throat> making a big mess. There. Right. Want to get some some uh, info on that? Maybe it's connected to Osiris. Maybe Osiris will talk to him. They're like, "Hey, do me a favor. You're down there. Go bring me someone's head." And I'm like. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got better things to do. Like, run a new layer of hell. But, um, I get you. I get what you're going. I picked up that phone. Uh, so is Wraith at the, uh, Space Needle? Or where, what's he doing? Yeah, he's at... Is, is that what it's called? The Space Needle? Yes. Uh, yeah. That's his... That, that's his main headquarters. It's a beautiful day. Streets covered in blood here and there. You might see some rebel teams like around, like fighting off certain monstrous zombies. Are there zombies? There's not. No zombies. Maybe ghoul. The closest things to zombies are ghoul. What you do? Paint me a picture. Paint you a picture? Yeah. Well, okay. So now you're you're viewing this from from above. You're seeing Topaz walking into the city itself. Uh, dressed in, I guess you could say, like, uh, I want to say with, like, not rags, but, like, um, like, a lot of cover. Just kind of, like, something to cover herself up to kind of, like, uh, hide her identity and stuff. Just, she's wanted to blend in, but there's not a lot of real people. It's mostly just monsters and stuff. Well, there's a, bit, there's a few people there, like, people fighting off wards of monsters. They're still survivors. I, I, when I say population zero, I'm more like soon to be a population zero kind of a thing. It's like, there's still a lot, pretty good, good handful of survivors. You want to roleplay some people? <laughs> you go for it, I'll see how I feel about it. So I'm going to find the nearest person and just like touch the shoulder and ask him what's up. What's up? I'm not going to say what's up, hold on. Um, what's up? <laughs> no, 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 Topaz didn't say that. What's up? Uh, yeah, that's how I say it. What's up? No, uh, Topaz is going to uh, walk up to somebody, tap him on the shoulder, like what's going on where did everybody go and then i'm a roll plus six and 
I'm gonna go with, or not Wilson's plus two charisma. And you said when we're gonna use the other stats. Now you know when. I, ro- I kid you not, I rolled a 12. <laughs> I need a picture sent to me. I only have one dice, I have to roll it twice. This is where it's been really nice to actually do roll 20 on this. It's a complete success. I... So you get two questions, what are your two questions? That's not how this works, <laughs> you just tell me. Oh, uh, what was your question? What's going on? You can just answer, just say the thing that I said at the beginning. What, what, wait, what? What's going on? Do you not see around you? All these dead people? What else? A slaughter is going on here. Okay, without trying to sound facetious or anything, I'm trying to help out. What slaughtered you? If you're trying to help out, how about you go take care of that demon in that tower? He's the one that's been doing all of this. I would say thank you for your time and for your, for your information, but I apologize for the fact that you think that, that I'm trying to be mean or anything here, but I am only trying to find out what's going on, and you didn't have to give me the information that way. Have a nice day, don't get slaughtered. <laughs> that's, oh, what's Flips them off on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> what's the... Oh, what's the term? It's, uh... I'm abusing my charisma modifier. <laughs> oh. The guy is just trying to survive, and you're here just nonchalantly asking, Sir, sir, what's what's going on? What, 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 is there, what, what's happening around here? While this dude is, like, in terror, trying to stay alive. Of course he's gonna answer you like that. He, uh, flicks you off, too, and, like, continues shooting his gun. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Turn around. I sincerely hope you don't die! Uh, yeah, so heading on over to the, uh, to the Space Needle. <laughs> I would say, as soon as you get, like, a good, a pretty good distance to it like a few miles killing demons and stuff on the way there yeah i see like i see you're walking i I would think you're walking in a straight line and as you go once in a while you see like a big poof of fire and smoke just like shoot out of a forest like say like two miles away and like another like half a mile you see another poof of smoke and fire it's like what are those little crumbs of fire being of you know it's being left as you walk forward to the tower and I want to say, as soon as you get, like, five miles from the tower, Wraith notices you. He goes, like, <sighs> smells a bit, I don't know. Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it's spicy. I was going to say smells a bit divine out there. As in, because you're part divine as God. But he goes, like, Smells a little bit divine out there. And then that's when he notices, you know, hey, my, my demon count is dropping a bit. Uh, more more than normally. So he goes like, oh, seems like I got myself a little guest here. He He's he's thinking like is an angel. Like an like a pretty high angel because he does smell a bit of, you know, divine essence. But uh, he, he's a bit confused because he smells just like, like tainted in a sense, like divineness. Because he, because he part human, correct? Yeah, half human. And so I get I, that's uh, it smells a bit tainted. Don't want to offend you, but I mean, come on, half human, half divine. That you just taint the divine part. So he goes after you, and he uses his blood power to blood transportation. Okay, what the fuck does that mean? Does that mean you're moving me, or are you moving towards something that has I'm blood? I'm moving me. Oh. Okay. It's blood teleportation. I become blood, and I fall into a puddle, and then I appear wherever I want to, 
where there's blood. So I just appear out of like the closest demon body that's around you. Okay, so one that I probably just destroyed. Most likely, yes. I guess he pops up. Where's the little heaven scent I, I smell? Your character's super creepy. <laughs> like Topaz is just getting creep vibes off of you. Like, I smell you. Are you behind her or in front of her? I just appeared at a, at a random spot. I like the idea, like, the visually of her like, uh, like just like blowing something up, hearing this, kind of like shuddering just for a second, and then like slowly turning around. <laughs> but like, just her head, so like her hands are still doing their thing. If he does appear behind you, he has his back toward you. It's, he doesn't know, it's like he just teleported there, I don't know where, so he doesn't know where, I mean, he knows where he's at in, like, in space, in, in, in the sense of space, spatial awareness. He doesn't know where you are. He just teleported, uh, blood teleported to the area nearest to you, appears, and now he's looking for you. And, like, he smells the scent of divineness, divinity, I guess. He smells a divine smell, and he's like, "I know you're here. Let yourself be known." Mm. <laughs> what the fuck, Damon? <laughs> um, I'm gonna try. Oh, okay, so I just turned around. I assume that I see you. Um, I think I have every right every right to, to instigate an attack against you. I don't know if you're going to stop me from doing that. Instigating attack? Um, do you want to uh, just roll uh, initiative to see if I catch you off guard? Uh, sure. So we can just say that you're probably alert if you roll higher than me. If I roll higher than you... Then you gotta go first. Then the attack is not a sneak attack. So I'm gonna say this. If I roll higher than you, then we'll do... We'll, you know... Do it as how was it explained, where you roll, see if you succeed or not, or whatever. If I roll lower than you, we're gonna say it's a sneak attack. I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna make the, this ruling happening live ish. If you succeed, or if I fail, however you wanna say it, there's no penalty for you missing. That's the, the, the benefit of a sneak attack. Uh, so your dex modifier, nine. I rolled two sixes. So you can attack me, but. If you fail, there will be a penalty. Alright, so you get to do your thing first, then. But, uh, you, still get, you still get to roll for your attack. Yeah, and you're just not... Cop you're not you're, it's just that you're not catching me off guard. Right, right. Uh, this is a normal roll. Five and... Six. Eleven. Throwing a fireball at you. I get. I myself take a penalty for this, correct? I'm trying to do damage to you, so, like, that's the penalty I'm trying to get out of you. Oh, okay. So you deal one damage to me. Okay, demon. Are you the one that's doing all of this? Let me answer your question with an action. And he gathers the blood of the demons you have slaughtered and forms it into a uh, a, 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 a weird blood sphere. He he using he's using a type of ma a blood control called blood crystallization. So he's crystallizing the blood into just like a very sharp stick. And he's gonna hit you with it. And I'm gonna use Dex with that. Alright, that fireball that I shot at you, I'm gonna try and shoot it back towards me and knock your spear out of the way in the process. So I'm gonna try to defend also. I'm gonna use Charisma on that. And if I fail that, I'll it'll it'll hit me. 
I don't know if you want me to give up anything else. It's gonna hit me if I fail any if, if I fail anyways. So I have to give up something else. I'm gonna say maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do the re-roll, the best roll on the next one. That's what I'll do. If I fail this. Alright, you go ahead, try to attack me. That is eleven, if my math is correct. Nine. Okay, I guess you beat me on that one. Uh yeah. So I launch it at your heart. Now I'm just playing. No. <laughs> <laughs> I launch it at you. Your fire your fireball. Uh, swishes by, which changes the tra- trajectory of my spear, and just hits you like on the shoulder. I was going for your heart. Oh God! Does it like does it stay in my arm, or does it like 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 drop? I guess like, as soon as it makes contact with your body, just the the standard heat from a normal person's body would start just like returning the blood into its liquidy plasma form. So. You, I guess because your body or your it's a lot harder than normal. As soon as it penetrates you, it starts like just dropping off, and now your shoulder is covered in blood, red hot blood that exploded everywhere. I like this. I guess you're the divine mess I smell, isn't it? Oh, you reek of it. Who sent you? Uh, what do you mean? Who sent? Was it Michelangelo? I... Well, that's not his <laughs> name, isn't it? Damn it! I said that last time. <laughs> You always get on me because I always accidentally always say Michelangelo, and you're like, "Wait, why can't you call him Michelangelo? His name isn't Michael Angel Angel." Like, shit. Oh wait, did I really say that? Forgive me. Last time you told me that, I was like, "Wait, that was in person, though, right?" Yeah, that was in person. I was gonna say I don't remember recording. No, it wasn't. It was never recorded. (laughs) It was in person a long time ago. I had I was listing the archangels, and I had said, "Well, there's." There's uh, Michelangelo, and then you were like, "Stop, stop, stop!" One, the Ninja Turtle isn't a isn't an archangel, and two, his name isn't Michael Angel Angel. And it's like my apologies, I messed up. The Ninja Turtle? No, I didn't. I said myself. <laughs> Jeez, what is this? And like splattering my arm against or my hand against the shoulder, like looking at the blood. What is? Why? 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 You... You... I mean, you attacked me first. I think this is, a, you know, a great example of self-defense here. Plus, look what you did to my children. Oh, you know how long is it going to take me to replace them? Uh, looking at your mug, I think it's going to take a long time. Um... <laughs> <laughs> good luck finding somebody. Um... <laughs> I actually don't know what you look like. <laughs> just I, uh, she, she'll insult you either well, way, no matter what. You look he like. has a pretty high charisma, so I don't think he's that bad looking. Just has a nasty attitude. First of all, I'm only here because of what what's going on around here. Nobody told me to do anything. You know, funny thing happens is whenever you try to like kill a bunch of people, somebody ends up finding out. Apparently. Oh uh, yes, yes. Many people have found me out, as you say. And, um, oh, what happened to the last one? Oh, yes. You, I think you saw him at the, at the border of this land, didn't you? Those, those heads out there? Oh, that, that's not a warning sign. That is me telling you what your future holds. Your head is next. God, it's gonna take me a while to get this reek of divine out of this city. And he gathers up 
More blood throws another spear at you. Ooh. Ooh. This is gonna be a very, very close one. I got a six. That's always nice. But I got a two on my second one, which is an eight plus two from my dex. It's ten. That's so good. That's a success. Damn it. Ugh. Yeah. I hit your other shoulder. That's great. Oh god, you got both of them. Oh. <clears throat> Be happy. I was eating for your head. Uh, and then he starts walking up, like slowly walking up towards you. And he has, he still has some blood residue on his hand. And so he's like, I'm gonna be careful with the next word I, I say. But he is sensually licking the blood off his fingers. You sure you're not, you picked the right sin? Because I don't think that you're portraying the appropriate sin on this one. <laughs> Well, I mean, just because they portray the sin doesn't mean that they flat out take that form. You haven't seen you. This is okay. This is the Hulk thing. Okay, you've yet to see him mad. So, uh, Mr. Um, what can I call you exactly? Wraith. Okay, that's my name. Wraith. You may call me Wraith. Oh, that's 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 nice. That's nice. Well, you know what? You you stabbed me in both of my arms, and. Um... You seem to have a really nice fascination with blood, so I really hope that this next thing intrigues you, I guess, because, um, oh, it's going to be a doozy. Uh, she uh, points herself towards you, and she shoots fire from her shoulders. <laughs> I like to picture, like, she, okay, this is going to sound gross, but you know how with they have those pimple popping things, and he squeezes oh, it until it launches out? Oh, I, no. I, I, I kind of picture her doing the same thing, but with her blood. Like, she squeezes her arm and just, like, and just launches a stream of blood. I'm sorry if I grossed you out. Um, I got a nine plus two. Plus, I got a success on that. All right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, two, just, th uh, just throwing uh, two things of fire at you. Uh, you're taking one damage, obviously. But, um, <laughs> right in your chest, I'm going to say. You're a demon. You can take it. He is very unpleased about what you just did. His head starts twitching a bit. His emotion is getting to him. He goes like, what did you just do to me? That wasn't nice. How are you doing that? Oh, I'm sorry. Did that sting? Do, do, you, need, do, you, need me to get you, do you need me to get you some band-aids? This is not funny. Oh, I'm laughing. You think that being impaled in both of your shoulders is funny? Hmm? Hmm? Oh, you killed my children. That's in my my defense. I have perfect motive. <laughs> like every supervillain ever, they just—they never have the balls to just say that. I have the perfect motive. <laughs> you come into my town, <sighs> kill my children, and you're mad at me. How'd your kids? How'd your wife? I'm dead. Oh my god, what is- I, I gotta stop playing all these sassy-ass <laughs> characters. <laughs> I was showing you kindness. I was gonna make it quick. But you're getting on my last nerves. Good. It's your turn in the order. I don't know if you want to do a thing. <laughs> I, I'm gonna just say that- I'm gonna just say, um, if someone takes too long, if they want to- if they want to just say they do a thing, I think they should be allowed to. You did it to me. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I did. Why did I do that? Uh, I attacked you at some point, and then you attacked me, and then you attacked me again because I took too long to say anything. <laughs> Which I think is fine because in real combat, I don't think people take turns. As you threw the ball of fire at poor is innocent 
uh, Wraith. And I, I remembered his name. You see his chest area. You see like a big pool of blood just like fall into the floor. You can guess unless you want to roll for it. Like, oh, uh, what, what did I just see? But I'll tell you. He, he put like a, a thin layer of like blood over his body as a form of a shield. Um, AKA, I don't know if you've seen any of uh, Naruto. Same thing that Gara does with his sand. He is very unpleasant. He's twitching. Once you hit him with the with the, with the ball of fire and you saw that pool of blood armor, I guess, fall off. You actually see his hide he's he hides his true self, what he really looks like. And uh, he pre basically looks like a weird like at least going off what his chest looks like, a weird creature bit thing. I don't know. So he hides what he looks like. So then he, um, next action is he lunges at you and tries to lick your arm or your shoulder bit. Okay, I'm going to respond to that because, uh, fuck that. You see his mouth do a weird mixture between piranha teeth and snake mouth where it elongates. And, oh no, like the venom thing. You see him do like a venom thing. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a jaw, but his jaw dislocates and his mouth opens up wider. You see rows or sharp teeth, like piranha style, or, or venom style, and he whips out his tongue, lunging at you, trying to lick your shoulder. I'm going to counterattack also, so I don't know if you want to just let your attack go through or if you wanted to do a uh, contest. Um, while you lunge yourself at me, you're doing a strength check, I'm assuming? Okay, I'm not trying to attack you or hit you. I'm just trying to lick you. The deck space. Um, as you do that, I want to throw. I want to throw a makeshift fiery bloody axe at you. Makeshift bloody. Wait. Whoa. 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 I have blood constructs. I said I did. Yeah. I, I got blood okay. coming on my shoulders. I didn't hear that part. I heard blood manipulation. No, I heard you can move your blood. You can put your blood on fire. I didn't hear that last part. Yeah, I can make. Uh, it's solidification. I can. Oh, technically, I'm not gonna make an axe. I'm gonna make a spear, javelin, if you will. <laughs> I wait. Let me contact my lawyers. You copywriting son of a gun. Um, my power specifically said I can solidify my blood. Yeah, but you just having to go for a spear slash javelin. I style. can only make simple constructs. That's why I said axe first. It's a boomerang. Boomerang. Fiery boomerang. It's not gonna come back. Is it the shape? You copied a certain being using spears. Now you <laughs> want to take credit for it. Okay, go for it. I roll a nine. I add plus two for my deck sets. Eleven. Ten. What is? What did you roll again? Eleven. Beat you by one. So he gives you a nice flick on the shoulder. Okay, creepo. Uh, that was your action for that. So I get this. I can still respond with that, right? Well, now. Wait, let me roll really quick. I'm eight feet away from you. Um, you do that, and I'm just looking at you like, what are you doing? No, I beat you just by one. So I will say I only got a little bit of your blood, not a lot. So I have full control of your blood flow for one minute. That's a long-ass time. Okay. Hey, that's what I, I went with one minute. You know what I went for O positive, the most common blood? 15 minutes. I think that sounds a bit fair. If you if you were to put a minus instead of a plus on that, it would have been just for 30 seconds. I just finished, like, walking 
to my spot. As uh, I slow down, so I'm like walking to my spot eight feet away from you. That gives you time to respond. Like, I'll be nice. I'll take one damage because your your blood burned. But then I heal one because I drank your blood. <laughs> Fuck you. That's not how that works. <laughs> how about you then? I'm going to attempt to do double damage thing that's in the notes here. If I think that I can probably deal extra damage to you, I declare that I'm going to do so. And I have to give something up if I fail. For a fact. So I'm going to give up one health if I fail this. I'm going to attempt to throw a fireball with a little bit more oomph to it at you. And I'm going to shape it like a cone. So I'm going to try to impale. I'm going to basically try to impale you. Let's roll this bad boy. Plus two charisma. That first roll's a four. This looks alright so far. Can I roll t- to compete? Because I did. Because it is made up of your blood. Yes. I rolled uh, a 12, by the way. I want to slow it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't roll so you but... don't deal double damage. Oh, yeah, if you roll higher, yeah. I, I, I got 12 total. Yeah, that's with my modifier, though. Okay, that's good. That's a 5. Oh, that's not good so far. Uh, nice. Big cone of fiery blood coming at you. I take 2 damage, correct? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a nice risk that I took there. I would have taken some damage if I failed that one. <laughs> In addition to the uh, failure I already would have taken. So that would have been 2 failures. He goes, time out, time out. <laughs> Whoa, oh, never tasted something like you before. I knew, I knew you had some divining you, and that was gonna sour the taste, but <clears throat> had a little bit more kick to it. <clears throat> and so he goes like, "This is this, this is not fun." And so he gathers up some pool of blood and starts to devour it. It's pretty nice. You left like nice bodies laying around here. I'm gonna use my charisma for this because it's magic. Well, I guess if I don't ro- success succeed in a roll, I heal nothing. If I do uh, seven to nine, one. If I get anything higher, two. So I say, if you well, obviously if you succeed, you get your health. Um, if you get seven to nine, I would say that you gotta lose something. It ain't gonna be your health. Maybe you re-roll your best dice next. I, I would say that. I did it once. I think you should do it too. If I roll two sixes, I get two health. No, no, one health. We, we don't go down by a lot. I want to say two sixes because that's rare. That's like a natural 20. I consent to this. This is fine. <laughs> this one time. Well, I get one health and I take no minuses because I got a 12. Well, it takes a lot out of me to take two health out of you. And that's the reason that I only wanted to work with six health as a base. I'm back at four. I am amazing. And I look at you and I'm just like, what? What? What will it take for you to get out of here? I'm sorry? To go. Be banished. Be gone. The things that demons do when they when they overstay their welcome. O- overstay my welcome. Hmm. I, no one has told me that before. Huh. How can I overstay my welcome in a world that I own? <laughs> you don't own shit. You don't know anything here. Look around you. Do you... I would say a pretty... I have a pretty good handle on this small, pathetic land here. 
Uh, no offense to uh, anyone from Seattle, it's not pathetic, it's actually pretty cool. I, I kind of want to visit there when I want to, this is not me talking, this is my demon talking. And, um, I own this. Soon, I'll own the rest of this dirt of a place, and then I would ask you the question of what would it take to get you off my world? Less than nothing, because this isn't your world, but... I was going to say this, and it's that you were so preoccupied with your little conquering of this world. I happen to know firsthand, I guess you could say secondhand, that this world has been conquered multiple times before. Pieces of little inferior territory. This land that we're standing on right now, actually, believe it or not, was, uh, was owned by... I actually don't know this historically, probably was owned by... Probably vampires um, and werewolves, according no, to... No, 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 that's not canon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, land uh, here that you're standing in was actually uh, owned by a different group of people at some point, and they were overrun by some people who had a little bit more, I guess you could say, sense of destiny, uh, a manifest destiny, if you will, and I thought, hey, you know what, I can take this over. Every empire falls because some, because it gets corrupted, it gets destroyed, uh, either from the outside or from the inside. My ancestors themselves, the Greeks, not the Greek Greeks, but the, the god ones, they they destroy themselves just from all this bickering and who owns what and you don't see them anymore you barely hear from them and you you little demon you're gonna be no different even though i fail here where i stand oh gosh so you're one of the greek ones oh how embarrassing is this i let myself get this damage by the greek one Sweetie, I've lived through all time. I've seen this world fall and burn and rise again. I saw those pathetic things that called themselves gods and Zeus and them try to try to be bigger than what they are. But like you said, you don't hear about them because they're not gods. I trifled with things stronger than you can ever imagine. So thinking you can do anything. <laughs> you, you, you made my day. Watching you bleed out in front of me will be the second most enjoyable thing of today. And um, I want to use my powers to like slow your blood flow as in slow your blood pressure i want to mellow you out i can do this i have three i said a minute i want to convey this differently i don't like one minute in DD terms is like 10 turns whatever uh i'm gonna say three turns here i got three turns to successfully mellow you out as far as i can go before uh my effect wears off. for mellowing me out I want to be able to tangibly actually do that. So, do you want to decrease my con, or do you want to do something else, or... Uh, I haven't been using con. I realize that we probably should be comparing con to something at this point, but we can't do that anymore. Whatever you do next, dude, if I succeed, gotcha. you, you'll you take a minus one. So if you want to do an attack, instead of adding... Two, if you do a deck space attack, instead of adding two to it, you add one to it. Gotcha. So you're going to do this three times, I'm assuming? Uh, I'm gonna say I wasted one turn eating blood. Okay. So I've got two turns. After that, then you have to 
raise your own blood pressure yourself. That shouldn't be too hard. I think I said I could do that. So I'll, I'll lower your blood pressure a bit low. You're mellowing out. And I'm going to give you a minus one to your dex. That's what blood pressure does, right? Mellows you out. Yeah, that's what it does. It also it makes you uh, <laughs> very drowsy. And loopy. It makes you on the brink of passing out. Eight. Plus. That's it. This is the thing you wanted to, but I get to fuck you up. Or take a risk. Hmm. Okay, I'll go ahead and mellow you out one more time, giving you minus, a total of minus two to your dex. And as my negative to this i will leave myself open for a critical hit you've introduced the idea of critical hits now mm -hmm. when you roll two sixes does that mean like if i hit you i hit you twice i leave myself to open to a critical hit which means if you do succeed with a 10 or higher you'll deal two damage no matter what there's no penalty not, not a second yeah not a second penalty yeah i realize i probably should have called it called crit and not double damage uh it's like if i decided to take uh to attempt a crit on you but instead of taking the second penalty i just take the normal one you want to reduce to your normal one if you miss oh shit this is gonna be bad because i'm gonna take a minus two to it it's fine it's fine it's fine it's like a normal attack she's getting drowsy you could waste your turn and just boost up, try to boost up your your attack again um yeah i'm gonna just use a turn to kind like. But I will say the extra attack will only count for your next for the next move you do. Okay, okay, I'll go ahead and try to. So then you'll lose your extra damage if you don't choose to attack me this turn. Only because then I'm no longer cough off cough off guard. Yeah, no, Topaz is going to um while she's kind of like knocking around all woozy and stuff, just kind of like try to recompose herself. And as she as she kind of like refocuses, she throws um. If she um, uh, she picks from her shoulder some more blood and just kind of like chucks it at you very uh, erratically. All right, dice, don't feel me now. <laughs> I have to roll a ten. Just a natural ten is what I have to roll. All right, I rolled a five. That's good start. And a six. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. All right, double damage. I'm down to two. Nice. Uh, I'm up. At, I'm still up at five. If that's any consolation. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, throughout this whole thing, this is a whole blood shield is coming off slowly and slowly until you start seeing more of what he really looks like. And he's a very unattractive kind of uh, being. Not not compared to how he looked like. That is like, his charisma is going down. Figuratively, not literally. Yeah, I was about to say. It's, it's a weird blood skin he wears. So you see his true self. He keeps that blood shield over him as a protection against, you know, the outside world, I guess. Also, it makes it a lot easier for, for you to kill him, you know, when he's not in his blood shield thing. I don't know why, but flavor-wise it is. I want to do something. I don't know if it's too much for one turn. You tell me. I want to blood teleport right next to you as i do i will want to manifest my weird scythe hammer and bust your kneecap ouch okay i'm gonna i'm gonna say you know what i want to take a chance and do a critical hit if i fail i give you another opening for a critical hit which means if you actually hit your next turn you kill me sounds fair uh do i still have my uh my minus two or yes Okay. It's down until you change it yourself. Fair enough. I think that I think that me still keeping the minus two is still fair. My critical hit. I don't want to deal extra damage. I want to demobilize you. Is that the right term? Immobilize. I want to break it. I want to make it hard for you to walk. It's been difficult for me <laughs> already. You broke. You already like tore into two of my shoulders. That's true. And broke one of my kneecaps. 
Yeah, at least I haven't given you minuses for breaking your shoulders. Uh, but I do want to give you a minus for like your kneecaps being broken. So that'd be my deck? Yeah. But I have to roll... I have to I, I fully succeed on this, right? Okay. Yeah. Which is pretty easy as long as I roll a six on one dice and anything on my other dice. That isn't a two. Ooh, that's a five? Mm-hmm. Come on. Um, I get I have two for my decks, which is what I'm using. So two plus five, seven, if my math is correct, right? You want to guess what I rolled on my other die? What? I got a one. No, David. No. That's eight. I didn't hit you with the crit. But you still hit me. So that'll be one health. I'm going to say you hit my kneecap. Probably did not break it. Da- didn't enough damage to it. I hit like- your thigh. It hit your knee. I over I over aimed. Would you say that you got some blood coming out of that? I don't know. Do you like do you open up easily? Um I have a high con, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but when you hit me with a scythe, right? Or with like the hammer end of the hammer end of the scythe. Okay. And I would not probably take uh, blood from that. You see my bruise light up? <sighs> okay. It is it is your turn. Let's roll. Let's roll, let's roll, let's roll. Tobaz is going to turn around, not turn around, uh, it's going to kind of like on one knee, just kind of like uh, trying to gain her composure back and looking at you, kind of like holds her hand up, curled up, uh, you see uh, two spires of blood just like kind of like pierce out from her shoulders and she holds it. She's going to, uh, in a javelin form towards you, like javelin adjacent. Um. So I could javelin, I got you, picturing it. Oh my goodness, I can't curve it or anything, like, it's like, I can, I can make it look like a fish hook. There you go. It's like a big fish hook. A bent javelin. I got you. No, but I actually do like the idea of turning it into like a hook boomerang kind of looking thing. And she chucks it at you. I'm going to say. Chucks it? I'm standing right next to you. Oh, yeah. She's going to stab you with it. Like that. So, yeah. So, at this point, she's copied your spear and then copied your sight. I got you. Is there superpower copycat or something? <sighs> we have very similar abilities. You'd be, you'd be surprised. So, I'm going to roll. And I'm really scared because... I have to roll a 10, which means I have to at least roll a, a 6 and a 4, or two 5s, and I've been rolling a lot of 5s and 6s, so eventually I'll have to roll a 1, and this is going to be it. Hey, am I going to make it, David, or roll the 2? <laughs> 2 plus 6 is 8. I can at least get a mix. And, ooh, and a 2. I rolled a 4. I failed. Oh, boy. I'm going to say that the thing that I gave up is... Would you say... I do the same thing. Give you an opening also. Uh, sure. And then I gotta give up one other thing. I'm gonna let you choose. What is the other thing that I give up? You give me a super opening. No. No. Okay, you know me finish? I have a chance to take two actions. A major action, which is a damage dealing action, and a minor action that does not involve me attacking. So another, I'm guessing, blood lick thing? Yeah. I'm okay with this. I'm standing, uh, by the way, I don't know if I said it, I am standing behind you, so you have to do like a little twist thing. So now you're facing me, and so I gave you, uh, as you turn, I stretched out my venom tongue and just give you a little <laughs> lick on the shoulder. As I do that, I, let me see, so yeah, when I popped out of the pool of blood, I swung my scythe hammer up. So as the momentum carried it up, I used it to thrust my arm back down at the same time and I'll give you a nice little cutty cut stab. Oh no, seven. So that's a mixed results, correct? Yep. My mixed results, even though it's not going to be mixed, is that I deal no damage to you. Mostly because since I am using a scythe and I have no strength behind it, I didn't 
hit you with the complete scythe. I hit you with like the blunt head. Blunt part of the scythe, I guess. If it has any. So, because I have no strength to back up my swing, I deal no damage to you. But that's the only penalty I take. So, I'm, I'm assuming I still have the capability of walking, right? Mm, yeah, you just you have really sore thighs. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of being sore. That's fine. What's your condition right now? Tired. Uh, a little bit sleepy. Um, hungry. Right. Rafe, 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 what, Rafe's condition? I'm going to roll a perception to see no. how he's doing. I am right next to him. <laughs> he's not doing well. If I use my intuition, would I be able to run away from him if, uh, if I got away from him? Um, as you saw, that he has the ability to enter one pool of blood and exit out through the other, you, you, you can assume you can run away to a place where there's no blood. Can I, oh, okay, I want to do two actions here. Like, it's one action, but it, it's going to be one action, but I think it, you, it can, I can use two rolls. I want to walk away. I want to run away to a location a little further away from you, just like a dash away. And I want to find a spot that has no blood. So I'm going to use my wisdom check to see if I can find a spot that has no blood. And I want to use my uh, movement to get there. I'm going to say that I for success, I just find the spot. Mixed result, find a spot, but there is some blood there, maybe. I don't know. Failure, I, I can't, and it's just blood everywhere. Unless you want to modify the mixed one. Because I know for a fact that uh, plus and, or, uh, success and failure would result in that. Okay. How about, I, how about we make one small change to here? If you roll a six or higher, you find a place where there's no blood. If you roll less than a six, you see no area like that. So take, take away the mix result. It's already bad because um, I'm already taking the minus two from the wooziness. And then the minus one because my wisdom's not great. Minus three to whatever I roll. Wait, what? Minus three? Four. Because minus two because of the the thing you did to me and then minus one well, my I particularly did it just to your decks. Oh, you only did it to my decks? Yeah, I wanted to slow you down. Oh, then I should have been able to hit you because I used charisma for that. You do? I thought you used decks. That's why I did decks. I said it was charisma because it was magic. Well then, I, I, I did minus two to your attack one. That's what I meant to do. I love you. Okay, well, I've been, doing it, I've been doing it to my attacks. So. Okay, so I did minus two to your charisma. Four, that's the failure. There's blood. I, I, I can only run away to another area. I'm going to use decks to actually run there. So that's, uh, my dex is plus two, so 10 plus two is 12. I successfully run to an area covered fully in blood. Now you feet away, yards away, meters away. Um, I'm gonna say yards away. Inches I don't know. away. I'm gonna say because I'm superhuman, I can run a little bit further. 10, 10 15 feet, 15 feet. It's a, it's a short sprint. I think 15 feet is fine. It is a short sprint. So you run into more area with blood. Yeah, hastily, I didn't realize what I was doing. Since so you're... 15 feet away, I walk up like, I slowly and slowly walk up like 5 feet just to be like a 10 feet difference. And then, you know, Wraith, if you're trying to run from me, you chose, you've chosen the poorest, poorest method of doing so. How can you hide and run in someone's home? I am always here and there. I'm everywhere here. Don't you see how I move? If you're trying to hide, if you're trying to get away from me, then just walk up to me and let me separate your head from your shoulder. Because that is the only way you're living here. And um, he stretches out his arm, pulls up the blood that's under your feet, and summons a 
Is it stalactite or stalagmite? Stalactite might come out of the ground. Stalactites are tight on the ceiling. I summon a spear of blood under your feet that's in the form of a stalactite. You mean a javelin? A javelin? No, because this is a thick, very thick. It's a cone. Oh, I, I said I summoned a cone earlier. What are you doing copying me? Yeah, but my <laughs> cone is on the floor. It's half a cone. The earth is happy to see you. Ten. Does it do anything or just... It's just... Yeah, it's, it's hitting you. Oh, shit. All right. It's a spiky crystal. It's hitting you. You're so far away from me, right? Ten feet. As your thing goes up, right, and it hits... Is it one singular stalactite or are there kind of like smaller ones around it? I'm going to say it was one big one. The one that actually dealt, dealt the damage. And you have like little tiny ones. Like just to prick your tape, but they're like, very tiny. Oh, I was actually kind of hoping that I could like use the stalactite, uh, stalagmite as leverage to like jump off of it. <laughs> well, probably out of the one that hit you in the chest, maybe. All right, I'm gonna try and do that. I'm gonna use my dex. I'm gonna try and jump off of it and kick you. I still have two turns left for my blood manipulation. Thing. If I rolled higher than you, I give you a minus one. Do you mean to my attacker? to your final roll. Sure, so you can still you, hit me. Right. But I have a minus, but you'll get a minus one to it. Yes. It's just I'm using the, bl your, the blood flowing you to you. I'm slowing it, slowing it down, not to mellow you out. Like that, that form. But just to like, I guess like visually impair you, sending less blood to your eyes. So you kind of, for a minute, for a minute, you kind of see fuzzy for a bit, but you still have a chance to hit. Right. So I'm going to just straight up roll my attack and you're going to compete against that. Ten. So if I succeed, you get a minus one to that, which makes it a mixer roll. Oh no. Okay, that's seven, eight, that's nine only. Uh, I am, I am kicking red fucking so, face. <laughs> so you see fuzzy for a bit, but you <laughs> compensate for that. You hit me square in the jaw? I don't know. Yeah, that's where I'm kicking you, dude. I said I was doing that. Wow, you jumped pretty high then. So I'm down to one. For my final thing, I want to do a critical attack. I give up. That the next action you do leaves me wide open for you to do double damage without any penalty. So you can literally overturn the next turn. You're at three, right? Yeah, I'm at three. Yeah, I'm gonna go for it. Thirteen. Okay, yeah, that's definitely a double hit. As you kick me in the jaw, you land behind me. I do a spinneroony drag my scythe, and I sharpen it more. Like while I, while I drag it through the floor, I have it build up blood crystals on it to give it a spiky edge to it, and then I swing it across your neck. Not decapitating you. I'm gonna say I didn't get the whole scythe around your neck, but I did build up crystal spikes of blood on it, and one of those got you on the side of the head. So like, I underreached, yeah. I didn't overreach, I underreached. So the spike uh, crystallized blood that I had built up on the blade while I was spinning around from your kick, hit you across the head, dealing two damage. Uh, yeah, no, Topaz is just like, I'm gonna say for flavor, uh, like, as soon as she gets hit, just kinda like, falls on the ground, and just kinda like, tries to find recomposure, and just like, kinda like, holds her hand against her head. You son of a bitch. I am son to no one. Don't worry, I'll send you to your own father. What are you talking about? My dad is back home. Mm, uh, I, I, I actually don't know who Topaz's father is. I assure you she has a father. I don't want to make one of those Well, I'm pretty sure she has a father. She has a she has a human father that loves her and knows exactly where she is all the time. Except for when she runs out. I have a lot of characters that like, like to run away. I realize that. I don't know. It's a Freudian thing. 
<laughs> I was trying to come up with a joke about how Hades runs hell, but he runs a fake hell. Oh, or, like... that's certainly not Hades. That's sort of like her step. I don't know what you call a pre-stepdad. It's like the it's like the husband that your mom used to have before she got married to your to the next guy. Stepdad. That's still stepdad. Okay, let me say so. But let's just let's just agree to the idea that that's called a stepdad. Okay, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna go with yes. That's what that's what that's what Hades is. This is the end. Next row. <sighs> if you hit me here, you win. If I hit you next turn, I win. That's true, but if I hit a mixed result, that means I gotta take something. I'm gonna say that if I get a mixed result, I'll pass out. Like, I mean, I think that's like, I, I can't give you an opening if you're dead. <laughs> David, I, I was hoping this, this episode was not gonna be a battle to the death, but you brought this upon yourself. Well, I mean, we chose two characters that are very different from each other. Typically, it's not a battle to the death because we typically choose two heroes. I didn't choose a hero this time. I went with a straight up villain. All right, I'm gonna try and roll straight up and down. I was gonna say that I was gonna try and stab you with my uh, with a blood dagger, like across the throat, just very quickly. And a three. That's a seven. Oh my god! What is that? Hold on. That is a mixed result. Holy shit! I'm gonna say. As oh no no result, no 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 no! I have a chance to hit you back. Okay. I don't add anything to it. Just straight up dice roll. Okay. If I, um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna take away the mixed results, and I'm only gonna have, I uh, have to roll 10 or higher. Sounds okay. So 10 or higher, you're gonna kill me or hit me? Hit you. And if I, we'll see who hits, and then if I do end up hitting you, we'll roll one die, so it rolls higher, gets the final hit, which means the other person hits, doesn't go through. Wait, hold on, you're not counseling my hit? Or, oh, you're, you're combating mine, okay. I'm gonna roll one, because I would determine whether I hit you or not. I don't hit you, I roll a two. I roll another two. Okay, so you hit me, and you kill me. What's your, what's your finishing line? Oh, let's see, what's my finishing line? Say hello to my little friend. No. Actually, no, no, she, as she slits you across the throat, uh, slits, uh, right across the throat, she gains recomposure. She goes. Um, the last thing I did it was I. Uh, okay. Okay. So you, from ten feet away, jump off the blood crystal thing that I formed. I'm gonna just say I'm gonna play your character for a minute. I'm gonna say that you purposely stepped on the very pointy part of the spike to have your feet bleed, and you ignited that to launch yourself those ten feet because there's no other way you'll be able to do that. <laughs> And as you did, you used that same momentum to knee me in the face. So you did that, and you landed behind me. As you kneed me in the face, I did a totally worldly ballerina-style spin. As I dragged the blade, bladed tip, the scythe tip of the of my weapon on the floor, gathering blood and building crystals on it. So that even if I don't hit you, and you know decapitate you with the scythe, scythe part, I hit you with the blood crystals, which I did. As that, I keep my I keep my momentum going to go for another spin attack. So I'm doing like a double spin attack here because I it worked the first time. It's definitely, it's gonna work the second time. I'm thinking. At the same time, as I hit you in the head, you use the momentum from the force that pushed you to the side to just do a complete spin in which you gathered blood from your shoulder I guess creating a dagger from it so that whenever I swung back with my sight to hit you again you were at an angle in which you just put your head down 
avoiding the scythe, and then extending your arm ahead the dagger. Where you're gonna hit me? I don't know. That's up to you. Uh, slit you across the throat. Ah. Okay. So I swing over since I stop with my arm at a full cross dot. I just swung across, and uh, which leaves a nice. Juicy opening to my throat, I guess. Oh, you know what? Fuck it. Can I cut your tongue off? <laughs> Wait, why are you cutting off my tongue? Because it's been fucking creeping me out this whole time. How is that a killing blow? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. No, yeah, I'll cut I'll slit your throat. No, wait, 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 wait. I'll let you cut off my tongue. I'm going to say that you jab your your dagger, blood dagger, whatever it is, up to my throat. But I'm, I look down at the moment that you do it so that you no longer have a clear shot to my throat, but you have a clear shot into my mouth in which then you you the dagger first thing it hits is my tongue and then you keep going up to the roof of my mouth all the way up into the brainy bits <laughs> there you get to cut off my tongue because i guess that's something you want to do and you get to stab me in the brain exactly what i'm doing and then as i say that i turn around and i go one liners are overrated <laughs> <laughs> wait That's not cool because I had a one-liner. Um, okay. <laughs> you had a one-liner, and I'm just like, oh god, he's really doing, really doing a one-liner. Okay. Well, technically, mine's were like six-liners because he kept talking. That's called a monologue, homie. Is that all you do? No, it's it's a six-liner for him. <laughs> he pauses throughout each one like enough that it would be considered a monologue. Um, <laughs> and okay, so is that all you do? You walk away like an explosion happens behind you. Oh, heck yeah, that's, I love him blood in there. It just explodes on impact when it, like, fizzles down. Okay, so a lot of heavy stuff happened there. I don't know if you want to do any aftermath because of this. Uh, yes. As you get uh, a good amount of distance away, uh, you hear some chuckling in the back. And it's, uh, it's your good friend Wraith. He's standing up. He's a bit mad. He takes the dagger and pulls it out of his head. Of his mouth, whatever, and he picks up his tongue and attaches it back. And uh, disgustingly, now you fully see his true self, how he really looks like. And he's a, an abomination. And uh, he's laughing. He goes uh, laughing both angrily and um, like some sense of pride towards you. And he's like, uh, I'll, I'll let myself be struck down by. One of your kind. I deserve more than this death. I don't know how I'm gonna, how I'm gonna, you know, fix this up down there. I'm gonna be the laughing stock of, of all my layers. Oh, shit. I give you, I give you, I give you props. Not many have been able to strike me down. There's only been one person, Lucian. And with her gone, I thought I'd finally be able to take this world. You killed my body here. That doesn't mean I'm gone. I've done this hundreds of times and I'll keep doing it again. This world will be mine. Oh, so close this time. 
but next time, I'll make sure I strike you down first. And then he turns into a big puddle of blood, and he goes back to hell. Hmm. Yeah. She, um, she looks at him, she's kind of like distraught at first, and she just kind of like looks around and she realizes, well, he's gone now, so, uh, or in the boom, boom, boom. For four now. Four now. Uh, we got this album. We'll, we'll be back with uh, Wraith versus Momentum. You'll see who's really laughing at the end. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. Uh, quick question. I don't know if you want to answer this or not. Where is Lucian right now? God. Is she in some weird limbo God, dimension? Is, yeah, God limbo? I don't know. Wherever God's go when they die. Uh, they go to Moo. <laughs> not the character from God damn it! Not the character from uh from uh from Spectrum. I meant the uh the actual concept of nothingness, which it would be a really weird thing to have an actual physical place where That's nothing not exists. Li- I thought that is limbo. Yeah, I know, but the Buddhist word for it is limbo. It's what people go to when they die on Death Note. It's a fancy way of saying that there's no soul. I thought, people just die. I thought that was purgatory. <laughs> Death Note. It. It says move. Anyways, I'm not gonna get into it. Um, uh, uh play the clip for uh, na- na- uh the, the naked brothers. I'm no longer it, playing uh... any more clips from Death Note. <laughs> the only clip that has ever been played and will ever be played in Death Note is when what's his he face? Screams. He yeah. screams. I was just gonna ask you to play. I'll play that one again. Pause for that to be played again. <laughs> it's gonna be not. It's not even gonna be relevant when this comes out anymore. Like nobody's I'm... gonna like pay attention or care. I, I am, I'm literally gonna play that scene again in here. <laughs> Alright, so aftermath of that, I want to say, some snow comes down on Seattle. And, it starts uh, raining again, going back to starts, normal. Yeah, it starts raining again. Coming back. It's, it's snowing. Um, now, Topaz has met back with her group again. You know, the Four Seasons and all the other people that she normally works with. And uh, they're all kind of like conversing about this. I'm not going to roleplay for it because it's already almost three hours. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm pretty sure this is only going to be like two hours or something. Yeah, true. I did spend like a minute talking about Spectre. Yeah, um, a lot of it off. Yeah, I know. Um, no, but I'm still gonna roleplay. Um, no, she's there with her uh, with her group, and they're all kind of like, uh, you know, ran- and kind of angry at her because she went off on her own again, and she's like doing like you know trying to do some stuff, and they're like, you could have been killed, and they're like, oh man, you almost did die. Um, you know, she tells him about, um, I was gonna say his motives, uh, Wraith, and then it's like, yeah, so, um, he's, he said he's gonna be back again, he just can't be killed, and they're just like, yeah, the last time really someone said they couldn't be killed, uh, they kinda were. I don't wanna play with Wraith again, he creeps me out. <laughs> I'm sorry, I wanted to go with Wrath, but I think I played more of a lost character you really did, and it creeps me out the whole time. And it's like, what are you doing, David? What are you? Are you going through? Are you processing stuff right now? <laughs> it's called being in character, John. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, the last time we recorded something, uh, David pointed out that I didn't actually uh, do a proper goodbye or whatever, uh, and I just kind of cut it off at the end, like I like to do. Um, but I, te- I, I typically do that after we've already like. Uh, we're in, like, the moments of, like, saying goodbye and stuff, so. I forgot to say that. 
I'm probably sure that we remembered in the Lost Spectrum episode, but I can't remember exactly what we said. Uh, was it the last episode? I, I, I had a feeling it had something to do with train wrecks. Oh shit, it was about train wrecks. Was it train wrecks? It probably was. How know. do we get in train wrecks? I don't know. But I think we described it at the end. I think we were in one or something. I don't remember, man. It's been a while since I've, since I've gone back through that. This whole ending <laughs> is a train wreck. Whoa. Are Be we careful. just rehashing that? No, we're not doing that. Fuck it, David. What are you uh, doing? Wait, am I, I was going to say this whole thing is in a train wreck. I hope Liam Neeson is in here to save us. Because he's in the train wreck movie. Or something about a train. So his train gets taken and he's trying to take it back. Um, I also do want to point out uh, something really quick. Uh, sometimes things have... Sometimes uh, people come up with similar concepts on their own outside of uh, things. Uh, we've already kind of pointed out a couple of things here that we have done, and I'm not changing any ideas that I have for future things that pop up. I'm just pointing that out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means. It's okay. Uh, People who are smart will figure that one out. Oh, oh, shit. No, I didn't mean to say it like that. (laughs) (laughs) You heard him. He called you all idiots. Way to go. Way to end the podcast by calling everyone idiots. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Oh man, I'm really glad that you didn't realize that I accidentally called you an idiot. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> we'll tell you what we're doing next time after the, after the thing. <laughs> after the thing, we'll tell you about what happens in the thing. Okay, it could have ended it a long time ago. Well, guys, I'm really glad to have you guys stick around till the end here of this ep. Uh, <laughs> that was uh, something else, right? Uh, it's always weird to get these versus episodes out, and then, like, there's some weird murderous aspect of one of us that usually pops up. I hope you all stick around with us for episode 31, uh, which will be out on February 4th. It's titled Untold Pixar Sequels. So, you can kind of guess by that extremely obvious title what the episode is going to be about. Well, until then, guys, uh, stay safe, and I'll see you next time.